0: This is yet another episode where I don't have notes. I don't have a diary in front of me. I haven't done anything actually because I think uh, when you converse with your friends, uh, you don't really need to be prepared uh, what you're going to talk and what you're going to share because this is the conversation where I'm catching up with my guest uh, uh, who's also a friend. So it's just the only new thing here is that this conversation will be recorded. Uh, So the conversation is going to be according to as per that, right? Uh, Let me welcome Surya Prakash who's a very dear friend He's a coach. Uh, he's currently with FC Goa. Uh, he's been—I mean, he started off his journey in Mumbai itself, and that's how we met, and we've been in uh, touch for a couple of years now. And whenever he comes, now that he's away from Bombay, and the moment he left the city, uh, whenever he comes down, he makes it a point to message me, and we always catch up. So that's how close we've been. Uh, a great supporter of what I do as well. Thank you so much, Surya. And to all the lovely listeners who's tuned in, this is the Total Indian Football Show with me, your host, Siju, in case you're wondering what you've tuned into. Uh, but now let me welcome Surya Prakash. Hi, Surya.
1: Thank you so much, Siju, for the lovely welcome. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. And uh, it's a pleasure again.
0: To the audience who probably would not know you, but I think most of them in Bombay, uh, who especially working with the FC Basa Academy or who's been there... Uh, in the footballing grassroots space, definitely knows you. But for those who don't know, uh, take us through your journey from Bihar uh, up until now that you're in Goa.
1: Wonderful. Yeah, it will be great uh, recollecting the journey. Thank you so much to you once again. I grew up in Bihar in a small town called Gaya. Fell in love with the sport back in school when I was maybe 7, 8, watching the school tournament. All the students watching the final, I was one of them, and then got hooked onto the game. My dad also loves the game in his own small capacity, and uh, we would watch certain matches on TV, post my tenth standard at the age of fifteen, left home, moved to Delhi for better educational opportunities the The ground was bigger, better the school had a had a football coach the p teacher doubling up as a football coach there so The the game became a little more intense in terms of how we play. From there on, I moved to Pune for my my college. And I think that was the changing atmosphere for me in terms of the game. My college senior was a certain Eugene Sun Lingdo, who went on to represent uh, India. I couldn't even make it to my college team uh, in the first year, to be honest. But I started living with a set of friends a lovely bunch of of boys who were part of the college team. And uh, I would play with them. I would live with them, talk about football, and started practically living football from there on. This was way back in 2009-10. I was 19, 20 years old. And from there on, it just became an obsession, a part of life that uh, never left kind of watching every possible match across every possible league across the globe. Uh, talking about it, re- breathing football, living football, playing twice a day sometimes on the on the on the lawn tennis court, which we could easily turn into a, a fireside ground. That's that's where the journey began and went on. But I felt something was amiss. If uh, if there can be career made out of football, and that's where Mumbai happened. Twenty sixteen, uh, Western India Football Association and Skill Nation had just launched this football management course that caught my eye and uh, I left everything behind and moved to Mumbai to pursue that passion.
0: Sweet I think uh, from you know coming down to Bombay city like Bombay and uh, then doing a management course uh, where did the love for coaching develop and how did you kind of uh, get going with that because if I remember correctly uh, we also met at one of your, when you were undergoing a license, I think it was a C license that you were doing at Cooperage. I think that, that's yes. the first time we met and we spoke on the like a side, proper sideline kind of a thing. where you were on the other side of the railing and I was on the other side. Um, so how did, uh, you know, someone who pursuing a sports management uh, then switch to uh, coaching courses and now as an established coach?
1: So while pursuing the football management course, I was always very interested to understand how things work from a coaching perspective, although I didn't exactly know the differences in terms of, of what demands of, of, of football coaching are. But I was always hooked. So even in my internship during the the, the management course, I was interning with Mumbai FC. And and you were absolutely right. It was 2019 that we met for the first time in uh, on the sidelines of a C-license course. So I wanted to do my D-certificate D course way back during my management course but it couldn't work out because we had practically five day, five days a week uh, scheduled for our management course too but whenever i the earliest i got a chance post working and i think the the turning point uh, was the under 17 fifa world cup uh, 2017 where i was part of the loc a proper hands-on management role making sure the training sites the training venues the stadium are all set for the teams traveling but I would miss the part where I had to not watch the training sessions or the games and work in the back end. I think that was the turning factor. I took a lot of time, way more than I expected from other people to decide the vertical of football I wanted to go into. There were many options like like all of you would know sales marketing sponsorship, legal operations. I was not very sure and hence I took a lot more time than my peers and eventually decided that I want to be <laughs> one of those guys who are who are kind of of commanding the game side, It was just for the pure joy and love of the game that I chose coaching without knowing how technical, tactical or how difficult grassroots coaching would be. But I'm, I'm really gra- glad that I made that choice.
0: Great, I think. And then uh, only football has really benefited, right? On, on, on ground and many kids have benefited. Uh, now coming to... You've really travelled from... Like if you see geographically, physically moved to different cities different places and that's work has really taken you and I want to know how has it shaped your knowledge of the sport of the different age group of kids that you've been able to coach different coaches that you have met and different people and directors at the management level that you've worked under now starting with uh in Bombay when you're with FC Barca Academy right I think that's where the uh, thorough exposure that you got from a private entity, how a setup that works out, how do they function. Uh, Then you moved to Goa. Uh, You also had a small stint with futsal in a way. Uh, And then you had, you know, you went to Bangalore and Bengaluru is now, we all speak about how buzzing it is for football, right? As a city that has erupted with a lot of things in the state level, in the city-wise for the sport. And then now you're back to Goa. Uh, again, Goa are known for hub as a footballing thing. So I would like to pick your brain on if you can share the different things that you've learned while you were traveling across these different regions uh, from the kids, from the people, from all your interactions with people from the sport.
1: So the, the sport remains the same. Uh, football is played in the same way across the globe and hence in every part of the country. But it's, it's just fantastic uh, to move to different places and live and work. In a, in a diverse country like India. Uh, I've been very lucky, to be very honest. And uh, Mumbai, yes, you're very right. Parsa Academy was my first organized, a uh, proper structured coaching uh, that I was doing. Uh, and I learned a great deal from there. We had, I think, uh, four, 500 kids at some point of time that project. And uh, every day, morning, afternoon, evening, coaching, getting to know the players, their parents, talking to them on a, on a daily basis, uh, on a weekly basis understanding their needs and we were not very old i mean when i joined the Parsha project in mumbai we were in the third year of resistance in mumbai so we had our own share of challenges and to overcome very committed parents uh, very committed humble hustling children like the vibe of the city mumbai bombay uh, we may call it whichever way we want but uh, that's what defines defines the city of dreams with people from different diverse backgrounds uh, one common aim of, of becoming better players, better citizens. Goa was uh, the first hint in Goa, like I said, uh, was a couple of months with the uh, Youth football Academy, a great setup. And then the Super 30 Soccer Schools, uh, another great setup. It was different and I was really looking forward to it. And thankfully for me, uh, a person can only speak two languages. The football language always helped, uh, be it in Goa or Bangalore. Mumbai, thankfully. It's more easier in that part but but in goa uh, football language helped technically much better kids i would not compare but technically great kids here and then the bangalore stint was was eye opening it, it was it was very defining career moment in my career i've had handled teams before in my previous jobs in corporate career it's it's not the same so uh, it was very defining uh, bangalore has exploded like you mentioned and, and uh, we all know it uh, crazy crazy football following crazy culture of of the city proper cosmo cosmo city with with so many academies uh, so many clubs functioning and i would i would like to say that i was at one of the best best setups to be honest in terms of of the setting of the vibe in the heart of the city again the learnings and i always believe the same football is never a one way teaching football is always so my learnings are fantastic uh, and, and to come back to Goa uh, with, with all that experience uh, that I have accumulated over the years and then trying to utilize into a project and making it bigger here at FC Goa football schools, couldn't be happier. Goa is a crazy football hub, but we, we do see a not so many organized, structured, uh, curriculum-based football coaching academies for the young children of Goa. And hence, uh, just trying to play a small part in, in building that culture here.
0: Right. And with your current role at FC Goa, do you think, as you mentioned, uh, when you were at SUFC in Bangalore, it was a different ballgame all to you because you've handled players, but you were leading a team of coaches. So It's a different uh, administration role and management role, right? So do you think uh, when probably before when you were in Goa, when when you moved from Bombay and you were trying, maybe you were trying at different places, uh, back then you never heard back. But uh, somewhere the SUFC job and the role really equipped you for the current role that you're playing at FC Guard. Do you feel that has really helped you uh, better to take up this role?
1: 100%. Absolutely spot on. That that was the, the reason I was able to fit in here. Also, that one full year of, of management experience, back in 2016, learning uh, as a football management uh, student. And I always never shied away to take up the small administrative management or sometimes even sales tasks from the clubs and academies I worked with. Before that, a good five, six years of experience at different corporate companies. So those skills were always there. And and now in my current role and the previous role at SCFC Bangalore, I was able to kind of really balance it out, my management skills, uh, my team management, team handling skills people management skills, and then all the coaching, technical, tactical knowledge I acquired, the licenses that I've gone through, uh, all that has kind of really come together to fit in uh, and help me do my job better. So absolutely, that's true.
0: Yeah. Now, as you mentioned, your father, you, you and your father accompanied each other to watch games and talk about sport. And he also enjoyed the sport. If I can ask you to probably... Uh, elaborate and take us a little bit more about your relationship with your dad and how does uh, having, you know, working all this while here in the sport now from the time that you were watching and you liked the sport and you shared that joy of uh, watching it together or talking about it together now that he sees you working in the system for Indian football all of that how has the conversation changed over the years and what's the rapport now like?
1: So Our rapport has changed uh, like a Like a graph up and down in terms of uh, the sport. He was always, uh, I would say, somebody who loved sports, would watch games. In his, in his own young days, in his own uh, youth and early college days, he was an athlete. He would also play football sometimes, not always. So that was always, the love of the game was always there. But it was in my age standard at the age of 13. I was playing practically every possible sport in the school and winning quite a bit of it, and then I, I ended up uh, flunking a couple of subjects. Uh, that kind of uh, really broke the relationship with my dad in terms of sports. I was literally banned from playing any sport in the school, especially football. I would hide my jerseys away in my bag, but I obviously still continued. And no uh, choices there. He thought that's the only distraction I have in life. That my grades are failing. That was not the case though, but that's what he thought. In my 11th and 12th, when I was doing little good in football uh, uh, in Delhi, I was in Kendra Vidale in the JNU campus. We had all the possible sport, you name it, uh, right there in the school campus. And when I got a chance to be part of the school team, he completely said, There's no way you can go back and play football again. It will hamper your, your education, your career. So that was not the best time in, in terms of our, our relationship in, with sports. Post a few years, uh, I, I did tell him that uh, no, I never stopped playing and I still play. Uh, he made peace with the fact. But I think it all came back really nicely in 2016 when I had to ask him and tell him uh, that I want to quit the job and, and go back and take a course, which is a football course. In, in a very filmy movie style, he, he, he told me, there's only one life. So you either do it now or you never do it. So please go ahead, follow it. Follow your passion if it thinks it will make you happier and uh, you can make a career out of it. So that gave me a lot of strength. Uh, you have the family, you have your dad behind you standing like a rock support, gave me a lot of, lot of strength to kind of uh, build on that. So yeah, it's been really a bumpy but fairytale ride with him. I think it came all back to, life came back to full circle when I took him to the Kanteeraba Stadium recently last year, uh, I think for the BFC Kerala Blaster game. That my school friends really commented on on the post on Instagram that banning you from playing football to going to a state a sellout stadium to watch a semi final I think it has come a full circle for your life. I said absolutely yes.
0: Great, I think uh, that's the best experience that you can give. Right, you know, getting him on to uh, to watch a game and a couple of matches. That's that's lovely. From talking about games to now uh, coming back and watching it. So now moving on from there. Now, you can, I think, elaborate for us what is your role uh, at FC Goa and uh, how does that shape you going further? And what are the challenges and how do you plan to, you know, kind of overcome it? And yeah, give us whatever that you can share with us. uh, Take us through all of that the team that you're working with and everything about it.
1: Right. So, currently, I uh, serve as the technical head of the FC Goa football schools. I handle and work with coaches of the football school. We don't have a big team yet. We have six, seven coaches and we are trying to build on that. And then we have a set of managers, venue managers, or grassroots managers who help us run these centers smoothly. At FCU Football Schools, we have a few independent centers, which is open for all. Anybody between the age of 5 to 17 can come to these centers, enroll, pay a, a uh, registration of uh, training fees and can enroll in part of, uh, be a part of the program and then we have uh, certain school programs that we run with obviously as the name suggests those programs are only accessible to the students of those particular schools uh, it can be before school in the mornings it can be after school in the evenings afternoons uh, and there also we can have some in-school programs where we take up the p curriculum of the school for the football Interested students, and we uh, train them. Now, the most important part of my job is to, is to handle this team of, uh, of coaches and the help of the venue managers. I report to the, to the head of, of commercial uh, at the club. And the next major challenge we face here is, is to have a well thought, structured curriculum that these coaches follow when they plan for the sessions. Now, this is something which I've not traveled the country, I would say, uh, but I've traveled a few places to realize that there are academies in almost every, every small town, big city, every nook-and-corner, every small turf, every big ground running. Uh, the one thing missing is the quality of, of coaching, which is happening on the ground. So, so to improve the quality of, of grassroots coaching, it has to come through a structured curriculum. It has to come through coach education. Those are the two factors that I've taken very close to my heart uh, in the last one year or so. And I've been working very, very closely with those two aspects. Uh, we have regular meetings with our coaches here. Once in two weeks, coaches training session on the, in the classroom, on the ground, which empowers them to express themselves more, uh, which gives them the option to work and improve on the session planning. Then for them to execute the same feedbacks, learnings, on the ground with the children, and I think that's why at the end of every session we see most of the children go home smiling. This is going well, uh, enjoying it uh, absolutely, no doubt in it. But the challenge is now to to scale it up. We definitely want the FC Goa Football Schools project to be accessible to more and more young children in Goa, up all the way north to the to all the way south, in different centres, villages, uh, village panchayats, talking to different schools. Uh, all this is happening. And, and then once we, we realize that we are able to deliver uh, to our, say, bare satisfaction, then we also want to take this FC Goa Football Sports Project outside Goa. We definitely wanted to take it to cities like, like Mumbai, Bangalore, Pune, Delhi. Why not? I mean, in a big country like India, where I see there is, a, there, is there is a dearth of quality grassroots football coaching. Why not? And I think the most important element in this would be because because a football academy or football school project like this do not work just with coaches or just with managers or just with the sales team or the operations team. It's how you all combine together for one common objective is for the young children to just let have fun and develop over the years, not be too harsh on or them or not have too short term objectives in terms of competition and, and those things. Uh, parents, they're a very, very big stakeholder in, in this whole scheme of things. Uh, taking them on board, making them understand why we are doing this, what are we doing, where are we heading by doing these things. And thankfully, in my career so far, uh, I've been very lucky that my relationship with the parents have been fantastic. I always have an uh, open ears to them, their feedback, their ideas and being very open and honest about what we're doing here. I think that has helped me, uh, made me realize that it is very, very important to take them on board because it is them who are sending the children to play the sport. Yes, after the age of 13, 14, 15, 16, it's mostly the, the player who is who's self-motivated, but it's a critical golden years of learning of before the 6 to 12 age group, or even before, uh, like uh, uh, just remembering... Uh, Couple of toddlers program I ran earlier. A few of my other projects have been fantastic. We had up to sixty seven tickets in couple of projects earlier. It's not about football there. Definitely, it's about making them comfortable outside the comfort zone, making their uh, making them make friends and uh, motor skills. So yeah, this is this is what I currently do. This is we have a we have a team of coaches and managers that I work with. I'm very lucky that I'm I'm able to work and and use my knowledge, expert whatever small expertise I have and share it and, and work with, with a big, big club like FC Goa. I'm really thankful for the opportunity that they have given me and they are interested. And yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm always looking forward to it.
0: Right. And I think by this conversation, I've definitely gathered, and I'm sure the audience listening to it, our listeners, have also gathered that how closely you speak of grassroots coaching and grassroots football, right? Getting the right, uh, mentoring the coaches and making... Uh, good coaching available for all kinds of players. Now, if I had to ask you, probably to list out the three major aspects that you feel are very crucial and important under grassroots football and you know, grassroots coaches, coaching, be it for the kids or be it for the coaches.
1: First, has to be fun, fun element. There is no football session uh, for young children if it's not fun, if it's not happening and they don't have happy, smiling faces at the end of it. Second is engagement. It can be fun, but there can be times, and I've seen, to be very honest, there are certain exercises or drills, as we call it, or, or sessions where the children is quite literally waiting for their chance to come and play. Young children have a very short attention span. Once we make it fun and we make it engaging, then comes the technical and the tactical part of it. How we impart that knowledge and how they they receive it. I've heard a lot of coaches talk about, oh, this is the right age for introducing tactical training. This is the right age for introducing technical training. Uh, I believe it's all very, very natural. It's a gradual process. We can include our tactical information. Hypothetically, for example, say, where to go and receive the ball into empty space to be ready to receive the ball. This can be passed on to as young as a five-year-old. And I've seen results, obviously more detailed tactical information can be kept aside for a little later, but a lot of technique, a lot of repetitions is very important because uh, we have seen in the past really good, smart players at the very top level over the years of their learning of the football coaching. They they have missed these thousands and lakhs of repetitions of of the technique, and that has uh, resulted in them making a certain uh, not so great technical action on the pitch. Whereas, if we talk about the difference in football from our country's perspective, and if we compare it to a certain European standard or whatever standard we want to see, we see those actions, those technical actions, be spot on 99.9% of the time. And I think that comes from these these repetitions, uh, these, these technique corrections in the early stages of, of their career and life. I think, so yeah, just to summarize it up, your question, Saju, has to be fun, has to engage, be engaging a lot of technique, uh, and tactical uh, information that you can give it out to them as per the age group.
0: Now, coming to the final two questions, which is not very technical, which probably would be fun for you to answer, is that uh, now, yes, you've worked with some of the big names, I would say. like They're all big brands, whether it's Barca Academy, whether it's uh, even your small stint that you had before earlier uh, in Goa, and the SUFC and. But I think nothing of that beats uh, FC Goa because it's an ISL team as well. It's a big, huge entity, a huge uh, brand in itself, uh, especially in the go circle and across and outside otherwise as well. So, for having worked with now that you're with FC Goa, do you feel there's an added pressure uh, as opposed to your previous roles, uh, you know, because uh, this has a bigger and a larger uh, brand name attached to it as well?
1: Well, uh, my manager Arnold doesn't makes me feel that way, at least yet. I would say, but the team doesn't make me feel that way. But uh, personally, I do feel, I do feel the extra extra weight of of the role that I am in. Not on a daily basis, I would say, but yeah, here and there, I feel that okay, I have to deliver more. It is an ICL team at the end of the day. Uh, There's a the big brand, but but I I tend to to again. Uh, Rethink and and work it out in a way that, okay, uh, as long as we're doing the right things in the right way and we're on the right track, let's not take the pressure. Let's trust the process and results will follow. So, yeah, it is slightly there, to be very honest. I feel that working with a big club like like FC Goa has made that small change in me to take things a little more seriously and deliver it uh, with, with that extra surety.
0: And finally, have you, I mean, bigger brand also comes with big names, right? Uh, At the senior team level, have you had any interactions with the coaching staff yet?
1: Yes, uh, to be honest, I did. I did end up uh, having a game of football with uh, the top coaches of the senior team.
0: Hmm. If I had to ask you some anecdotes from there or whatever interactions, even if it was a small high, but uh, what was it like to have, you know, probably... Uh, one of the names I would say is Gorbangi Singh, having I'm sure you've seen him play, and now too, probably also if you not on a if not on a daily basis you know he's accessible to you, anytime that you want. So how does that feel? And also with one of the coaches and the best minds in ISL and Indian football as of now with Manolo Marquez, because we've seen him what he's done with Hyderabad and also with the recent stint at the Duran Cup. Uh, everyone is looking forward to the FC Govan team. Uh, in ISL as well. So let us, uh, since you said yes to it uh, for the interaction, how was <laughs> that like with both of them, especially?
1: So Gormangi wow. Bhai didn't let me score a goal against him at any cost. It felt like he has gone back. He's gone back five years in his playing career.
0: Yeah, uh,
1: he made a couple of fouls on me also.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's that was him. He I think he was a beast on the field. So yeah,
1: he is. He still is. Uh, I can yeah. I can vouch for it. But it was really fun playing with them. Uh, with, with with the senior team staff, they saju uh, they came in, they were in training, and then they flew for the fantastic Durand Cup. Yeah, outing they had, and they're just back. I think yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, so didn't get a lot of chance to interact with them yet. But I know as a fact that they are accessible. Uh, I can always uh, reach out to them for something if I have to, and that gives me a lot of confidence as well as a lot of satisfaction. A lot of humility comes from there. That okay, then we have we have our technical director yeah or the top coaches yeah. we already yeah. had a couple of master classes where academy coaches coach gavin coach shane they were available to us for school and they were sharing the knowledge with us with the coaches and even with the children so yes working with a big club like this uh, has it has its advantages where we're just not a football school or academy anymore we have a real pathway for the young children to also go talking the same note it might be slightly waiver from the question you have asked but i would like to mention that we had a a first real taste of small success. Personally, I I had when when a football school player just got promoted into the under fifteen academy team. Uh, mm-hmm. We scouted them, we referred them. He was on trial with the team. So all this comes with working with a big club. Yeah. Not every football academy in this country or or football school can 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 promise a, a player pathway or a coaching pathway also for a, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, upwards to, to all the way to the club. So yeah, I mean not yet. Maybe. After this, next time I catch you up, I'll have something to share with you regarding uh, some top coaching brands like Coach Manolo. The other day, I was having a quick chat with uh, Joy, who's our our senior manager. Yes,
0: I mean, I think the current FC Goa team is, I mean, they always had some brands, but I think everyone is a brand in themselves in big names, like whether it be in the data section. And I was like, yeah, I mean, uh, from Manolo, Coach Manolo, to Gormangi to Joy, to Derek Sir, of course. How could I forget him? Uh, I mean, Gavin out there. So I think you really have the best of uh, Go in football at at FC F- FC Goa. So definitely looking forward to your conversations with them.
1: Absolutely.
0: Thank you so much, Surya. You've uh, I when I say this on record, I really, really mean it, and I'm not saying it just for the record. You've been a very close and a dear friend uh, who I highly regard. Uh, As a coach, as a human being and as a good friend and I know I can count on you anytime. And thank you for all those conversations and always making it a point to meet me when you're in Bombay. So a Goa trip is for sure planned. It's due and it it will happen soon, hopefully. So yeah.
1: Thank you so much, Siju. It's been a pleasure. Uh, Absolutely. Talking about football to you offline, online, with the recording on, without the recording is always a joy. And uh, I think uh, I was able to answer some of the part of the question that you asked yeah thank you so much thanks a lot looking forward to it
0: yes yes absolutely i hope you enjoy the whole process and uh, listeners to all the lovely listeners this was surya prakash you can reach out to him and i'm sure if you're in goa i don't think he will shy away from having taking you out for a coffee or a drink so just reach out to him he's available and active on all the platforms uh so that's surya for all of you guys in case you didn't know him do also give him a follow And uh, probably if you're an upcoming coach, uh, go pick his brain for that as well. So uh, otherwise, all thank you so much for uh, showering your love and uh, liking towards our show and what we do in every episode. We try and bring out different stories from different people from different sectors, uh, not just limiting to Indian football, but also kind of other sports. But there's definitely some takeaway for Indian football audience as well. Now, that's me, Saju, signing off. Thank you once again. Uh, do follow and subscribe wherever you hear uh, your podcast and because we are available on all the leading audio platforms like Spotify, Apple, Bingebots, and so on. So, thank you once again, guys. Uh, this has been a pleasure. And uh, look forward to hearing from you guys as well of what you think of our episodes. And thank you so much. And this is me signing off. Cheers.